I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Um, 855-591-1035, before all the teachers get to school this morning, here's my question. Is it true, this is from a uh, TikTok video, is it true that teachers have code words that you use when you email parents and when you communicate with parents as a way of, like, I don't know, masking what you're really trying to say. For example, uh, when we use this is this is from the TikTok video. A teacher saying when we use phrases like "your child's very social," that means they won't shut the hell up. That was me. <laughs> Same on all of my report cards. Report cards uh-huh. were lit. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, but if I saw "social" on my kid's report card, I might love it. Oh, good. The kid's well adjusted. This is fantastic. Like if my kid's talking too much, tell me the kid won't shut up. <laughs> well, they and would then, say you know. she gets all the other students off track. Is what? That's, <laughs> that's why I feel like Ashlyn's. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Card's gonna be. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's gonna be wild. Um, it says if you if you were to say your child's excitement is contagious, that means sometimes they won't calm down. Actually, oh, maybe that one. Which too. again, <laughs> like, that sounds like a compliment. Like if I, oh my gosh, your your child's so so little Fred is so social and his his excitement is contagious. Right. I would be like, oh my god, that's wonderful. He talks to everybody, unlike his dad, and um, <laughs> and everyone loves him, and and this is amazing. Um, if, if if you were to say, according to this teacher, that the kid is a natural born leader. It could also mean your kid is super bossy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like that one. I don't like that one. No, see, leader would, right. again. That would Paulina. That would indicate. A, I would take that as a compliment of my parenting. Yes, for sure. For sure. And plus, don't call my little kid bossy. That's good. Set boundaries, young man, young lady, <laughs> well, at a young age. There's a difference between those two things. But yeah, <laughs> your child is a bully. Right. Right. Oh no, no, no. Now that gets an ass whooping <laughs> from mama. <laughs> but like, okay, if you wrote, for example, this is another one from the TikTok video. Your son's going to make a great lawyer. 
Well, that's code for your kid won't stop arguing with me. Again, like, if we had a real problem in the classroom and and my child is not doing a good job and is arguing with you and is disruptive, don't write to me and don't write me some code word. Like, I got to know. My kid, your kid argues with me about everything. I would be like, okay, well, that's not good. I got to fix that. I wonder if, like, some sensitive parent complained or something and this is why they're doing that. Because you're right. Just just be direct. Just say it. Like, okay, my kid's being disruptive or whatever. I'd rather know that. Because, yeah, if you're telling me my kid's a, a star and a lawyer and yeah. whatever he's this and that it's like i'm thinking this is good yeah right yeah a bunch of people are texting coming from a retired teacher of 35 years trust me the parents know exactly what you're saying okay all right so you don't really have to mince words a hundred percent accurate on the teacher code words i can i can't tell you how many times i wish i could say your kid can't shut the f up <laughs> so instead you say sometimes they're a little social yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying this is true. Mm, um, yeah. Working on respecting their peers' personal space equals can't keep their damn hands to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, a thousand percent accurate, someone texted. We're required to put a positive spin on any criticism by our administration. Uh, another text. Teachers are no longer allowed to place any negative wording on report cards and emails. It has to be positive. Come on, you guys. We can't put anything. Uh, I assume negative also it falls in the constructive, you know, constructive falls in the negative category. So we can't, so we got to say, if the kid is bossy, the teacher has to say a natural born leader. That says two different things to me. Right. Yep. That says two with the world. completely mm-hmm. different things to me. Now we can't even write something. I mean, because again, I don't know what the, I'm sure it wouldn't be helpful to write on the kid's report card like your kid's a, a dummy. Like, that's not nice. But no. I mean, you know, your kid is not achieving at you know whatever at, at an adequate level or at the standard of whatever i mean this is the kind of stuff i would think parents would want to know honestly and not have to and not have to dissect it because you're not allowed to be constructed oh my goodness uh hey kate <laughs> oh my goodness hi kate what is this about why can't we you're a teacher yes why can't we write the truth um, on people? I mean, I'm not saying you, you should be mean, but why can't we write, you know, what, what's really going on on the report cards? Yeah, so I'm a second grade teacher, and I actually, all of the parent interactions I've had, I am very, like, I'm honest with them. Like, obviously, I'm not going to, like, curse their child, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say, like, your child is struggling in this area. Um, and I, I mean, like, there's a political way or, like, a gentle way to be about it, but I do not use code words because, like you're saying, like, how are they going to fix the problem if they don't know what's the problem? Yeah, because some of this stuff sounds good to me. You know, I'll be like, oh, my God, I am yeah, a super exactly. parent. This isn't a natural-born leader that everyone likes. This is amazing. Yeah. I am, uh, I should be like that lady in the videos. What's her name? Miss uh, Rachel? Miss Rachel. I should, I should be doing <laughs> Miss Rachel videos. Look at this. My kid is perfect. Um, all right. Thank you, Kate. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Love you guys. Thank you. Yeah, love you, too. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying, uh, is that as teachers, we have to start with those phrases and then get into the actual behaviors. It takes the sting away sometimes. Mm. Um, LOL, you triggered all the teachers this morning. Yeah, I mean, I just, who are we helping with that? By We can't even tell the truth now in report cards? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if teachers turn report cards into, like, deaf comedy jam, well, then we, I mean, that's a problem. Like, if, if it's become, like, the roast of your kid in report cards, right. well, then that's not good. But if it's, if you're being honest and constructive in the comments, then I guess... Uh, That would be most helpful to me as a parent, especially if you expect me to fix it, you know?
Um, and the other thing is, uh, half these people aren't going to fix it anyway. So I, I, I don't know why. I, it's a disservice. I'm, I'm, I'm triggered. I'm triggered. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm not even a teacher or have a child. Hey, Nathan. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Hey, Nathan, good morning. You're a teacher as well, and, and this resonates with you. I, I guess we uh, teachers have to use code words now when it comes to talking about their students. Yeah, but I honestly feel it comes down to the relationships before the code words. You, you like Sometimes you have to be, like, not just a teacher, but, like, sometimes a father figure, a mother figure for the kids. And if you get those personal relationships first, it doesn't get to the code words. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it, like, it does. It does. I, it, you you know. build that rapport with kids, and it's a different figure, I think. That's just me. Yeah, well, because one person... What do you teach, by the way, uh, Nathan? High school, um, like, computer stuff. Okay, all right. Because one teacher of the comments said, I don't use those codes. It's not helpful to anyone to sugarcoat an issue. I stick with facts and observations. I've never had a problem with a parent relationship if I am direct, but in a respectful and collaborative way. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Facts. Right? I mean, I, you're, I, I guess, Nathan, you're, you're yeah, going the extra mile, right? Like, you're trying to get to know these students and their parents, and so that the comments come from, a you know, that everyone, there's trust in a relationship. I guess, you know, if you're not doing that and you're saying mean things, that's probably not helpful. Correct. It's a lose-lose then. But, like, yeah. if you're teaching, you're not in it. you got to be in it for the right things at this point with because we don't make any money, and we're there eight, nine hours a day for mm. teaching your kids. So I'm going to do what I can to help benefit your child. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Thank you, Nathan. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Yeah. I don't know, because sometimes I think there are probably parents out there that don't – they're not – they don't read between the lines. They all they hear is "great leader, cool, all right." No, your kid's a jackass, is what we're saying. But uh, hey, Jackie. Yes. Hi. Hi, Jackie. So you're a mom. How old are your kids? My kid is eleven. Okay, and, and what do they say about your kid? Natural born leader. Yeah, they say everything nice. I'm over here thinking, oh, my kid's doing great. I have nothing to worry about. And all this time, I've been taking it the wrong way. <laughs> and now your kid's in jail. And what happened? Right. You know, know what, what happened? Bothered. You got to go He's visit different. every Tuesday. <laughs> no, no. So so what are you saying? Like that you, you, you thought your kid was one way and at school and you're learning that it's not as good as you thought? Well, yeah, I'm not reading in between the lines. I'm taking it how it is. I'm like, oh, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, but but what? What's where's the butt here? But then your kid comes home and is is like mean and stuff, and so you're like, man, maybe it's not the same as they say. <laughs> no, he is a good kid, but that's why I'm just like, you guys, you can't say he's being a good kid and then trying to tell me another thing. Like, be honest, be straightforward, and help a parent out. <laughs> Yeah, you want the truth. And and a bunch of teachers are texting this morning saying, well, we're not allowed to say, uh, we're not allowed to tell the truth, which I don't know. Thank you, Jackie. Have a good day. But just one more thing. Teachers have a hard job. That's a super hard, thankless job. Yeah. You gotta, in, in a lot of cases, you're raising these kids. But you, I guess we're not allowed to tell the truth anymore because that might hurt somebody's feelings. Well, what's worse, you know, temporarily hurting someone's feelings with a constructive, caring observation or juvenile hall? 
Maybe doesn't have to go. Well, straight, straight to juvie. I know. Right. That, life, come at, life comes at you fast. Very. I don't know. Ruby, how old were you when you were at uh, 24th and Cali? How old were you? 26th and Cali? I was, oh, that's I what I meant. I, I, I go to 24th. It's the yeah. VIP one. It's that's a little nicer. Uh, Popeye's Yeah, I used to live right there. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I'm um, hungry. I don't know. Like, uh, that was in my 20s already, so. Oh, okay. Well, if your teachers had been honest with your parents, this never would have happened. It's yeah, yeah, and straight, <laughs> straight to juvenile hall. Do not pass go. Kalen's Entertainment Report is on The Fred Show. If you missed this, comedian Dave Chappelle addressed his previous comments about the Israel-Hamas conflict during a show in North Carolina and said that the comments were actually all hearsay. He said, right now I'm in trouble with the Jewish community because they're upset. I cannot express this enough. No matter what you read about that show in Boston, you will never see quotation marks around anything I said. They don't know what I said. Also said that he's not going to repeat the original quote that he did say in Boston, but something he did say is this thing that's happening in the Middle East is bigger than everybody. He said that the situation in Israel is a nightmare, but also what is happening in Palestine is a nightmare. He said, pray for everyone in Israel and pray for everyone in Palestine. Harry Styles is the latest of Taylor Swift's exes to get shaded in a new vault track, according to Swifties, who are convinced that he's the, quote, lying traitor that she's singing about. On the 1989 Taylor's version, which dropped Friday, there's a new song called Is It Over Now? And Swifties are convinced it's about her brief relationship with the former One Direction star. Taylor and Harry dated, if you didn't know, from 2012 to 2013, and the original 1989 came out in 2014. So the timeline is already telling, but the lyrics are an even bigger clue. According to the Swifties, talking about her ex at the time, she says, quote, lost control, resulting in, quote, red blood and white snow. If you didn't know, Taylor says that in 2014, she got into a snowmobile accident with an ex. At the time, Harry was also spotted with a bandage on his chin. She sang about it um, in Out of the Woods as well. And that's not all. The new song talks about Taylor wearing, quote, a blue dress on a boat and a photo that they dug up from 2013 showed her wearing exactly that while taking a boat ride away from the Virgin Islands where she was vacationing with Harry at the time. She ends up calling her ex a, quote, lying traitor in the song who moved on to, quote, every model's bed for something greater. I see what she did there with that rhyme. Um, and speaking of Taylor, did you see this? Some fans think that Taylor Swift mania made it all the way to Buffalo last week. Did you see this, Rufy? I did not. So they're convinced that quarterback Josh Allen used an audible featuring the pop star's name during the Bills-Bucks game. So the moment is now going viral and happened just minutes into the first quarter of the big Thursday night game at Orchard Park. He pulled away from his center and screamed out a name repeatedly. Some thought they heard Tyler Swift and went crazy <laughs> over it, but others think he screamed out J.R. Smith. So people were kind of going back and forth about it, but the people at Amazon Prime think that that's what he was saying because they tweeted out in a video um, of the call and they captioned it, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. Um, and then they wrote Josh Allen with a Swift audible. <laughs> Get it? See uh, what yeah, they did there? Yeah. Dad joke over there. Oh, and he, one. you know, in his defense or in their defense, he did use a lot of other interesting audible calls throughout the night at points screaming out LeBron James, Jamal Adams, and Bobby Wagner. So it's possible, but people are arguing over that and it's going viral. We have a lot more stuff up on fredshowradio.com i'm not sure what i'm allowed to say about this but there is a game show 
that's trying to get a small team uh, of the Fred Show to, uh, well, I'll say audition. I'll leave it at that. But I, they want a lot of time. They want almost two weeks of our time for shooting. Yeah, I'm fine. In a with foreign that. country. <laughs> well, I'm sure you are. I don't see no problems here. <laughs> it's not that foreign. They speak English there. Right. I mean, we, I, I just I don't think we'd ever get away with that. But I, we, it's I mean, we could audition. Show. Yeah. What do you mean, fam? And we can yeah, win. We can win money. Money, Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's anyway. We will. That's a, it's quite the tease. I know. Uh, <laughs> It's naked and afraid, guys. It's naked and afraid. Hell yeah. Ireland. And uh, we're all going to go on. I'm out. Count me out, fam. Rufio. We're in this together. We're a team. Right. We have to cuddle for a right. while. Yes, we need warmth. You, you bring <laughs> part of... And I'll bring... Yeah. <laughs> Which part of naked and afraid would concern you the most, Rufio? Is it the naked part? Is it the afraid part? Like, which... which... You know, like, if I was outside by myself... No, it, it's the naked part. I don't want, you know... <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I've seen some wild stuff happen. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Stuff crawls up in places. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. You burn yeah. your wiener. That I guy think did. I could pre- be pretty, I could be pretty good <laughs> surviving in the outdoors. But naked. But, yeah, <laughs> but with clothes on is what you're saying. Right, exactly. Imagine mm-hmm. naked. Oh boy. Okay. Well, it's not. It's it's probably not naked and afraid. All stars, um, because we're not all stars. Because we've never been on before. So it could be naked. It's not it that one show you talk about where they just leave you out there. What is the other one? Oh, alone yeah. or alive or yeah. alone or something. Yeah, mm. yeah. Rufio, you would not do well with that one because there'd be no one to, to tell that they were wrong about stuff. There'd be <laughs> there'd be no one, no television. No. Oh my God, there'd be no TikTok. What would you do with the extra six hours a day that you'd have? I don't know. Sleep maybe. <laughs> no, build us a fort. Yeah, make a fire. Yeah, figure it oh, out. So, yeah, right, right. That's the first two things you got to do. As soon as you land on any of these survival shows, you gotta find shelter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Forage, twigs, and berries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to find shelter first, and that because you know, I'm sure most of these people they eat a lot. I think about that sometimes. Like, do they just eat like a huge meal before they go out there, so they at least get a day or two head start? I would think you'd have to, uh, because the first thing you got to do is find shelter, and then you got to like make a little bed, and then you got to make fire. And then once you've done those two things, then you can go out and, you know, find like a caribou or something mm. <laughs> or an emu or a, or a, a rat or something, you know, whatever. Uh, eggs are fruit that grows on trees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's eggs aplenty in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> but let me tell you something. When I'm in a survival situation and I find a bunch of eggs, the first thing I think is I can't eat those because there might be some shell in there. Right. Let me you eat know, this so, rat. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You ever had rotisserie rat it is hey jason i'm over here making crepes you want one no. <laughs> <Those> <laughs> <eggs>. <laughs> i'm in a survival situation <laughs> making <Right>. crepes <laughs> like a rudy tootie fresh and fruity out here. <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> hey, more fred show next right here You've got to wake up. What, what, wake up. The Fred Show is on. Wake up. The hottest morning show. Three, two, one, get it. Wake up.
Hold on. I just have a, I don't know, I have a, a suspicion, but uh, Krista is here from our digital department oh. uh, visiting. She's, she's mm-hmm. visiting. And, and I, Krista, I don't, I don't know if you thought that you might get away without being addressed, you know, while in the room. Like, I don't know if you thought that you could come into the Fred Show sort of lair and uh, into, into the clubhouse, uh, per se, oh and, and, and not not be asked any questions. Okay. You know, and I just I was curious. Did you did you think, though, that you would be able to come in and that nobody would ask you anything on the air? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, that's silly. Quiet. I can move through rooms very easily without people noticing. <laughs> See you. You say that you say you're very quiet, but then I I walk out in the hallway, and every now and again uh, you'll say some you'll say something wild to me, you know. So like I I think you're kind of wild, Krista, the digital lady. <laughs> my mother listens to this show. <laughs> Hi, Krista's mom. She says wild stuff to you. I feel left yeah. out. What was Same. the last thing you said to me? You said something to me in the hallway, not that long ago. Well, we were talking about how. I think of how your boyfriend won't cheat on you, and my theory was because you're a better-looking woman than he is a man. And I, I, I don't mean that as a diss because, <laughs> Krista, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like yeah. I'm not making this up. So yeah. Basically, I, you got to eat the mic, babe. Yeah, right there. there, you go. there I'm yeah. Yeah. I am a hard seven, soft eight, depending on what you're into. Let's just be real. And my partner is like, I'd say he's like now that I've like zhuzhed him up a bit, he's like a solid seven. Girl, yes. <laughs> You need to, as a woman, you need to go one or two numbers lower because they'll love you more. Hello. They'll be more loyal. They'll put in more work. It's just, it's a numbers game. Yeah. See, and I, I don't know that I agree with that entirely. Um, that being said, I, you know, we had a whole discussion about this in the hallway, but I I hope that I, if I'm a seven, that I can somehow land a nine. I, mean, I think we all, especially men, I mean, Rufio, with all due respect, you oh, know yes. I love you like a brother, mm-hmm. but Jess, Jess is, is way hotter than you are. Oh, 100%. And you're a good-looking guy. Thank you're you. a really good-looking guy. And you're a smart guy, and you're a great dad, and you have so much to offer, um, even though I want to slap you sometimes. But, uh, <laughs> but, but Jess is way hotter than you, and I commend you for that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we all, as I can only speak from the standpoint of a man, that's what we all want. I want it. If I'm going to marry someone someday or be with someone for a long time, I want everyone to go, that dude must be rich because there's no other way that he pulled that no, off. I got game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you do. That's how it works. See, well, I don't. I don't <laughs> so I need money. <laughs> Jess told me when we first started talking, she said, I will never date you and look at us now. She did? Right. Wow. I said that to her. Big Tim too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I said that to Brian. See? Yeah. Wow. And you've got you. You're together with Big Tim. How long? Six years. Yes. You got one more year. I did seven years with Jess before. But I proposed. you didn't. Oh, oh, another year. Kiki, oh. you didn't target him because you thought he was target. inferior to you, did you? I mean, um, I won't call it target, but I was like, you know, after I was in my last relationship, I was like, oh baby, I need this man to be uh, not as attractive as me. Um, I need him to only love and want me and crazy about me. And yes, I knew I was like, oh, the guy that's been trying to get with me since I was in 12th grade or sixth grade. Um, I should probably talk to him now. And yeah, it's working out great. Yeah, I, guess I just don't I, I don't love the idea, though. Sorry to interrupt you. Guys. I don't I don't love the idea, though, of and I know what you're saying, Krista, but it's like 
to target a guy who's <laughs> you think is not as good looking is like in your mind you're like well he's not that good looking so he won't cheat on me or he won't he'll love me more or whatever I don't love that because I'd like to believe that the right person regardless of how they look whether they're better or not as good looking will love you the same if they're the right person but I hear what you're saying I hear what you're saying it's like if I'm the hottest thing that he's ever gotten with then he ain't going anywhere unfortunately I don't think that is how it works but it sounds good oh yeah and you know what you get with them and they forget that they were the that yes. you were the hotter one that's yes. the problem like that you forget problem. that I'm the cute one in this relationship so that happens a lot too you gotta check them every now and then and humble them remind them of their place yeah. hello well, and from what I understand, Big Tim is he's starting to feel himself a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, now, yes. he's, he's a bit of a household name now because <laughs> of you. And apparently he started to figure this out. Yes. It's it's like, calm down. I mean, Jason can feel me on this. Like, you right, know. Not introducing yourself as Mechanic Mike out here. Like, we don't need that. <laughs> yes, mechanic Mike and Big Tim, they went on tour together. It's getting out of hand. <laughs> we are the stars in these relationships, okay? <laughs> Yeah, let's not let's not get out of order here. Um, I, I love that Mike, who's like, I don't listen, I don't, I don't pay any attention to that. Now you're right. Now he's out here at events. He got a little autograph stand. <laughs> Mike, right, yeah, we don't Mike the mechanic, that. brought to you by Valvoline. Right. Endorsements. <laughs> you get endorsements. I'm right. out here. Yeah. Mike was all about it at the tangent live. He was like, Yo, that's me. Yeah, right, yeah. Mechanic Mike. After saying before, don't call me out. You better not. Call. I'm like, you oh, got I one white claw in you, and you are a different person. Whole different man. Right. <laughs> he got a merch booth here outside with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, it's Mike from Mobile Watch. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, what is it my friend says? My good friend uh, who does this job in another city, he says that my wife loves being my wife and hates being my wife at the same time it's like hates the attention loves the money or notoriety or or the tickets or the occasional perk you know what i mean and i feel like that's probably how it is for a lot of you guys it's like it's got to be annoying i mean in every relationship i've been in someone's been annoyed at least at least weekly by something i said on the radio but then they don't really mind you know a perk over here like mm -hmm. a, you know to get to do something cool or or whatever else it's like you know don't talk about me on the air but when I do, and then we do well in the ratings, and then we get more money, it's like, oh, well, go ahead, talk about me for the money. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know whatever, whatever. It's like Jess, you know, she doesn't complain. That's another thing, too, is if you don't complain about what what we're saying on the air, then we'll oh. probably say less. You know, because it's like, if you don't care, well, then She doesn't whatever. complain what I... She, and Jess air checks me, for real. Like, Ooh. she'll be like... Oh, yeah. Because she's the funny one in a relationship. I'm not the funny one. She's the funny one. She's like, she is. you should have said this. You should have said that. I would have said this. I'm like, well, maybe I'm gonna start cutting hair, and you do, you do this job. <laughs> Please, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not coming in that day to cut hair. I'll come in when Jess is here, but I'm not going to the hair salon that day. Right, I'm not interested. The Fred Show is on. Uh, and as part of a study seemingly designed to drive business, well, I, I don't know, I guess to Oreo, um, MIT researchers, MIT, this is smart people, um, they twisted apart over a thousand Oreo cookies in an effort to find the perfect filling cookie split. 
So, um, I guess what they did was they created a cookie-twisting device that they dubbed the Oreo Meter. They got nothing better to do, I guess, at MIT. These guys are brilliant. And for some reason, this is what we're doing, but whatever. Um, the Oreo Meter, Oreometer, however you want to call it, uh, divided a single Oreo with a precisely calibrated amount of rotational force at various speeds. I guess they were trying to figure out the exact amount of force that you would want to use okay. when twisting the Oreo to make sure that you always get enough of the filling on both sides of the cookie, as opposed to just one. Because mm -hmm. sometimes oh, if you what? twist it, you'll wind up with all the cream on one side and then only cookie on the other side. That's what you're supposed yeah. to do. The cream's supposed to be all in one piece on one side, and then you you eat the other the, cook, the plain cookie by itself. Well, what they learned at MIT, I don't know how much this costs, but they learned that sadly, even if you twist an Oreo perfectly, the cream will almost always end up mostly on one of the two wafers, and there's no easy way to get it to split between the wafers. So I guess if I wanted it even on both cookies, I would just eat the Oreo. Yes, like a savage, Like because nobody does that. I do that. <laughs> you eat the Oreo just like a, like a regular cookie? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Without, but I, mean, I can't remember the last time I ate an Oreo, but if I did, I would have no problem. Because it's a perfect proportion already. No, man. That's, you gotta... You gotta. <laughs> Don't you think that's how they want you to eat it if that's how they sell it? No. Exactly. You gotta open it. You gotta open it. I have to? And sometimes you take the, the one that doesn't have any Oreo cream on it, you let it sit in the milk, you let it just drop in the milk and let it sit there. I'm not a you, frosting girl, so I don't need to like, you, save the cream. You peel off not the, the cream and you save off the cream, all the creams for, save you know, cream again. Solo. <laughs> man. Wait, what are we saving cream for? <laughs> you know, solo? Hello? To eat it, <laughs> eat it by itself. You Wait. eat the cream what? by itself? Yes! You're a, you're, are you a serial killer? No! Yeah, you, take the, you just eat the cream without the cookie. Yes. You've never done that? Oh, yeah, like, wow. Wait, wait, wait. Everyone stops up. I need you to explain this. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Everyone, let's go back one ma major step here. Okay. So so you, you, you split the cookie. <laughs> yes. You scrape off all the cream. Uh-huh. You could do that. And then what do you do? Have like a big pile of cream? Yes. And then you just eat eat a big ball of the word. filling? Right. What? Or you could just lick it, lick it off the cookie by itself, and then you just eat the cookie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Why? Like, that's so much work. I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't understand why we would do that. Because that's what you're supposed to do with an Oreo. <laughs> that's not how they sell it. They don't sell cream by itself. <laughs> they should. Damn, I came up with right. two ideas I today. wish. Wendy's <laughs> chicken nugget wrap and cream only Oreos. Cream only Oreos. Yeah, the whole sleeve is just cream. Just cream. I know this isn't sex, like supposed to be sexual, but it sounds so sexy right now. I know. Like, like not, not in a good way. I don't want a creamy sleeve. I don't want any of that. Like, I, don't. I hate what you're telling me, Rufio. Like, I hate this. Yeah, I'm upset. You just bite into an Oreo. Don't even try to open it up. That's how they want me no! to eat it. That's how they gave it to me. I respect companies and how That's they want how me to it was consume. Designed. Yeah, I agree. No, I'm not saying. I have respect. I'm not saying I've never like twisted before, <laughs> but I don't really. I don't get the whole thing where you're trying to get a perfect proportion on what? both sides because that's what the cookie is already. It's the perfect proportion already. <sighs> and at MIT, they spent time. They, they built an Oreometer, dude. So I mean, mad. it's crazy. Oh. Anyway, I gotta go. I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council.